Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. I'm Scotty Conley, a.k.a. Scotty the Body, and this is the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. For the last 20 years, I've had some type of role in the skateboarding industry, including my time as a sponsored skater, many years working at Skate Park of Tampa, and my current job at the Border. So, in the midst of this current pandemic, I decided to start this podcast so I can catch up with some old friends I've met along the way, and we can talk about the past and present with highlights in my beloved hometown of Tampa, Florida. So sit back and enjoy. That's right. Oh boy, we are back. You hear Capadonna rocking the body, which means I am here. I am Scotty the Body, and I am pumped for another great conversation with an old friend that I can't wait to introduce. But before we get into that, unfortunately, guys, uh, we got to do this again. I was really hoping I was going to get through one of these intros without having to do this, but here we are, man. If you were skating in the early to mid-2000s, you'll remember a Puerto Rican beast that emerged onto the scene named Robert Lopez Mont. Uh, the Zoo York team discovered him in Puerto Rico, brought him to the States, and he was immediately one of the best dudes on their team at the time. Uh, the dude had no fear, attacked big rails and gaps with uh, the demeanor of a, of a calm guy from the island of Puerto Rico. Uh, hung out with the dude a bunch in Tampa when he'd come out for the contest because uh, I was also getting Zoo York boards at the time. And uh, he had some homies from Puerto Rico that actually lived in Tampa and knew Robert from their time living on the island. So we had mutual friends, uh, you know, and of course, in skateboarding, the mutual friends leads to lifelong unlimited friendships. And uh, man, I haven't heard this dude's name in, in a real long time. So I was devastated to hear that he had passed away. And my heart is with all the homies in Puerto Rico and the skaters out there. So rest in peace goes out to Robert Lopez Mont, man, you were a beast and you will be missed, man. But um, that's how it goes, man. And that's how it's going in life right now. So it's time for some positivity. Uh, the regular listeners of the show know this already, but if there are any newbies to the podcast out there, before I bring in the guests, I'd like to take a few minutes to update the world on what I got going on. So I have some pretty big news. I am officially the 2021 Dutch Masters Tournament Champion in the Marijuana Golf League. And the Marijuana Golf League is something I completely made up myself. I made it up. It only means something to five or six of my golf buddies. You can only play in the tournament if you're my friend and we invite you. And you just have to be ready to smoke a lot of marijuana and play golf. Hence the name of the league. 
we call our big tournament of the year the Dutch Masters, and you win a green smoker's jacket. So now I have my own smoker's jacket because after four straight years of second place finishes, I am so proud of myself, like even more proud of the time I got 53rd at Tampa Am. Um, so go to Marijuana Golf League on Instagram and check out the coverage of my triumphant victory. And in other podcast news, the podcast is officially one year old. That's right. This is the one year anniversary episode of the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. And uh, I made it a year, ladies and gentlemen. And it's a good thing that anybody can just record stuff and put it on the internet because if uh, podcasts were given out based on ratings, I would have been canceled a long, long time ago. So I do want to do something special for you guys out there listening, the, uh, you know, 75 or 85 of you guys out there, loyal listeners. I appreciate it. So do this for me if you want. It's simple. Take a video or a photo of yourself listening to the podcast. Tag me in there. Hard post, hard post, story post. I don't care. It's at Body Crons. That's the Instagram. That's it. Just tag me in a post of you hanging out, listening to the podcast, and I'm going to pick somebody and they are going to win a box of goodies from my office. I don't know what you're going to get, but all you listeners know that I got a huge collection of random stuff in my office. Um, I want to see who's listening. Show me some love. I'll return the favor. You could win a Shaquifa shirt, maybe some border stuff from our sponsors at the border, maybe a, maybe a Stone Cold Steve Austin action figure. I don't know. I promise you it'll be worth your while. Um, that's right. Show me some love and I'll show you guys some love too. Thank you guys for listening for a year and hope to do this for another year and maybe more. But now I'm so excited because without further delay, let me introduce to you the man of the hour, today's guest. I've seriously known this man for 20 years now because he started showing up at the contests that we were running like Tampa Am, Dam Am and all that stuff around 2001. Uh, he showed up in Tampa for the first time, I think in maybe 2003 around, um, and has been a part of the skate world ever since. Uh, he won Damn Man Minneapolis in 2004. Uh, he rode for Consolidated and World Industries for lengths of time and was pro for a while before taking roles in the announcing realm, where he now is a tenured on-air spokesman for uh, Skate Park of Tampa and Street League. Oh, and he also has the job as the Santa Cruz Skateboards brand manager, where he has just done a great job helping build that team into the solid squad that they are. Uh, he has fathered many children. He loves death metal and has recently fallen in love with the game of golf. Ladies and gentlemen, we got one man clapping for my man, Andrew Cannon. Andrew, how are you tonight? Uh, thank you for taking some time to hop on the phone with me. Dude, absolutely. Uh, that was that had me laughing right there. That was a good intro. Oh, thank you. I, I, <laughs> He's I just, fathered many children. <laughs> you got like three, right? Three or four? Yeah, I got three of them. That, that's enough. <laughs> that's, that's, that's more than a few. It just sounds, I like the way you said it. That was good. <laughs> He's fathered right. many children. <laughs> Dude, right. when you said 20 years, that is not a joke. No, it's not, man. And it's crazy to think that like we're getting to that age where we've like, had friends for that long and like known like like people that we didn't know when we were kids you know what i mean because like we were already adults when we met kind of and and yeah. 
and now we've known each other for 20 years. I've literally known you longer than I haven't known you, you know, like yes. that's crazy to think about. Well, and then wow. I, dude, I, I remember when, <laughs> when you get to the point in life where you've been skateboarding longer than you haven't been skateboarding. Yeah. It's like that's that awesome. when, like, when you're like, Oh, okay. Like, all right, nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to have all these, all these friends that, you know, like trying to catch up with some people that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, you know, cause obviously of, you know, what's been going on. So what have you been up to lately besides skating a shit ton? Uh, you know what? I don't skate as much as I would. I think I skate just as much as I can, you know? Um, but, uh, work has been crazy. Um, as it has been for pretty much anybody in skate hard goods. Um, yeah. you know, obviously a lot, a lot more skateboarders in the last year, which we're all super thankful for. Um, and you know, not to get like too corny out the gate, but I mean, I'm just stoked that there's so many new skaters. Cause it's just like skating's the best, you know? So it's so rad to think how many people have either found what has connected us for 20 years now, or are re like rediscovering it, you know, like it's been kind of crazy to see how many people are in our age bracket and literally like picked up a skateboard last year because they were like i'm just bored i don't have anything else to do yeah people have re like discovered skateboarding but also rediscovered skateboarding yeah it's been pretty rad man um and then i don't know i feel like so many things these days uh you know dadding pretty hard uh i got psyched on golf golf's been fun yes um and uh i mean you guys yeah. just turned jake wooten pro yep jake just turned pro which is yeah. awesome how fun was that? Dude, that was awesome. We're, we actually are putting out a video on Saturday that like is kind of the behind the scenes of like how we did it all. And, you know, like actually has the surprise in there and stuff like that. And he's got, uh, his, <clears throat> his pro video part. Ten, it's supposed to come out the 19th on Thrasher of May, but, uh, music rights tend to be a little bit of a pain sometimes. So we'll see how all that stuff plays out. But, um, yeah, it was awesome, man. I mean, Jake is, He's just one of the raddest people in the world. He's well, like, I mean, we, we watched that kid kind of come up cause he would come down and skate all of our contests and shit. So yeah, I mean, he, the high socks, the, you know, oh, he just yeah. was like, he was always just a nice kid. Like yeah. always was a nice person. Was, uh, was that like the first time maybe the whole team had been together in a while? Like, like had, had the team gotten yeah. together in that big of a group since, since the shutdown? Uh, Yes and no. Um, I mean, when, when Henry passed away, we, uh, it wasn't, you know, a bunch of people got together, um, yeah. just to kind of be together and kind of, uh, share, sort of share that emotional burden together. Um, yeah, of course, of course. But, um, but other than that, no. And I mean, nobody like flew out for any of that stuff, but, um, yeah, it was, it was the first time in God, I almost feel like probably a year when we had almost the whole team together yeah which was pretty awesome and then um just uh back to henry for a bit man i just wanted to say uh, i think it's so great that you guys are releasing uh the, the pro model boards that you guys were already had in the works for henry and um i can't i can't wait to get one of those and it's it's awesome to see like the proceeds from those boards going to henry garland foundation that was just started to, to raise awareness for that stuff and um man like what dude just 
what a punch to the gut, like to wake up to like, man, I'm just thinking about what, like what I went through and I didn't even know the kid that well, man. Like just the few times I seen him, he was just like the happiest kid, man. And like, I, I couldn't believe like when I, when I got that news. So it's, it's good to see like, uh, you know, his, 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 uh, skills still being recognized and, and seeing you guys still like putting the stamp on the kid and saying, Hey, this dude was the shit and he is a pro. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was, that was super devastating. Um, I feel like skateboarding's had a bit of a tough year, you know? I mean, I didn't even know about Robert Lopez Mont until you just brought that up. And I was like, wait, what? Um, I'm sorry. I I saw it like, like seriously, like maybe like when I started kind of like going through all my notes for this, just to like get all my notes together. I'm like looking through Instagram and just, and just saw that. I I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, man. Cause like, (laughs) A lot of my homies, uh, they like because Florida's so close to Puerto Rico. They like like they get time sh- they get a uh, Airbnbs for like a month, and and the whole squad will go down to Puerto Rico for a month. So those dudes skated with him a lot, and like a lot of those dudes on the island are just super welcoming to any but anybody uh, coming into Puerto Rico to skate. Like those dudes are so down to show people around. And yeah, uh, man, it's just it, it's it's sad. Yeah, man, it's been a uh, it's been pretty pretty heavy. You know, um, but I think if, I mean, I'm, I try to be as optimistic as I can. And I feel like we all just, you gotta sort of take all of it and go, holy shit, life is short, you know? And I mean, we're, we're literally sitting here going, dude, I've known you for 20 years. Oh my God, that's crazy. But you know, it's, uh, you never know. So I feel like more than anything, if, I hope it just shakes everybody up a little bit. And I think, I think this whole COVID process is kind of like, you know, the, everything with COVID has kind of made people go like, wait, I have to slow life down a little bit, you know? And, uh, for myself, I'm, I'm going to like start doing some more announcing and I have like three weeks, uh, three weekends where I'm gone. And I'm like, I wonder what this is going to be like, you know? Cause I haven't, I used to live like that all the time. I haven't done that forever. And I'm, I'm sure the same's for you. Like, absolutely. uh, I'm I'm curious to see if it's something that I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm still down to do this, or if I'm going to be like, I don't know if I want to do that anymore, you know? Yeah, so, I'll tell you, I I want to go back to work, man. Like I'm yeah. ready. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm getting a little stir crazy here in Tampa. I got to get out. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I I get that. But uh, yeah, we um we've been talking about that stuff, but we're gonna get to know Andrew a little better, get into his life. But before we do, uh, I just want to remind you guys that this week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend, guys. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and of course, the UFC. Holy crap. Did you see that dude break his, Andrew, did you see that dude break his leg over the weekend? No, dude, uh, on a leg kick, dude broke like broke his leg on another dude's leg on a leg kick. That is horrifying sounding, dude. It it was insane, man. And all I gotta say is, is there a a bet where you can bet on that happening in the fight? I have no <laughs> clue. I have no clue if you can bet on that. But before the next knockout, strikeout, breakout, or shootout. 
head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online is your sportsbook expert. <clears throat> and I also want to invite you guys to join me on the Locker Room app. It's a free live audio only sports talk platform that I've been having loads of fun on with the multiple sport and team specific chat rooms to join and get in on the verbal chess games as you hash it out with other sports fans from around the world. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Last time I told you about this app, I said I hadn't even set up my profile yet, but now I have, and it's great. I found some wrestling fans. We talked shit for a bit. We laughed, we cried, we argued, and then we all left the room. So all you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Border Podcast group. Follow me, at Body Crons, to be notified when I open a room. And join me on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, and I'll be watching and talking about AEW Dynamite Pro Wrestling. So join me on the Locker Room app and get in on the conversation for a chance to be featured in an ad on the Border Podcast. Back to my man, Andrew. When you're doing the Locker Room app, do you have your balls uncomfortably close to the other people's faces? What do you, like like you're in a real locker room? Like you're in a locker room? Like are you kind of toweling yeah, off and you got to like just hang my, Yeah, I hold the phone by my balls and I'm talking Excellent. shit. Okay, good. Yeah. Just making sure. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you for, for being engaged in the, uh, the, the, the ads. I appreciate you. I was, I was kind of fired up. I was like on that whole betting one, I was like, damn, I, I don't gamble at all because I'm such an addictive personality. So I just... Yeah stay away from it but okay. i was like it is kind of sick though that you can be like oh, i'm gonna bet on someone breaking a leg or uh, you get i mean you can probably bet on anything dude there are so many things like because you can do like individual like during football season you can bet on like a certain running back to run for 65 yards or like a certain guy to have eight catches like over unders on like individual stats and they like break it down and then like and then all the stuff that you can bet on in the Super Bowl, like uh, that dude that put in the bet that someone would streak the Super Bowl, and then he got on field and streaked the Super Bowl. That is incredible. Yes. So that is amazing. Uh, apparently, I just saw that he's actually going to be like uh, charged like the full amount that they can charge him in Hillsborough County because like because like the Super Bowl was in Tampa, so yeah. I guess the judge he is like trying to make an example of him. So they're like really trying to like punish him to the full extent of the law, which I don't know what the full extent of the law is for like, he didn't even get naked or anything. So it's not a decent exposure. Um, like he ran on the field. So it's like a security breach. So I don't know exactly huh. what they can charge him with. They can lifetime ban him from the stadium. But other than that, like, I don't know what else they get him for. So for he didn't even get fully naked. No, hmm. I don't think seems so. like he shouldn't have won the streaking bet then. I don't know. There's lots of logistics involved. I think, it, like, I don't know. It, it, they're, they're very specific on these bets. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I love um, that. But, uh, like, you grew up in Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Like, outside yeah. of Philly? Yeah. I grew up in a, a town called Glen Mills, which is like okay. right next to Westchester, Pennsylvania. And uh, 
it's like the same zone as bam um and, and mike maldonado yeah so you, you like you grew up kind of in that like magic era for philly when love park was the shit uh like bam carrie gets and and mike maldonado were were all going off for toy machine in that era like stevie williams was going off chris cole was coming up um like all all that's like kind of around the same time you were like in that area right yeah but i was still young and uh where i was at pardon me where i was at there was no like there wasn't a way for me to get to the city unless I had my parents drive me. And I was about 45 minutes from like downtown Philadelphia. Um, and I had friends that would just like go hop on the train and stuff, but we didn't have a train stop anywhere near my parents' house. So I, I like never went to the city. People would always make fun of me and be like, Oh, you're like allergic to the city. But I was just like a full on country bumpkin. So yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was going to ask if you ever like saw anything, like crazy go down live like skate wise during that time but nah not really i mean um one time i bought uh so i lived on my parents had a farm it wasn't like a working farm but i had a barn and stuff like that and so i pretty much just grew up skateboarding in my barn most of the time and then went to like chain university down the street and uh the one time i bought used shoes from bam and he like drove them over to my house and because my mom was always like, oh, my God, you can buy used stuff from him. Please always buy it because it's so yeah. much cheaper. Like boards oh. were 10 bucks. Shoes were like 20 bucks. And uh, I bought Ronnie Krieger S's from him. And he came over and he like very heel flipped over some like it was like a bench with like a water jug on it off of a ramp in my barn that I had like set up to like Ollie over. And he like very healed over it, took the money. I was like, see ya. <laughs> Wow. That's yeah. It was <laughs> well, amazing. That is something crazy that you saw go down live. So that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, and then you actually ended up riding for uh fairman's board shop, which was the, the shop that bam rode for and like kind of made famous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I skated for fairman's. Um, I mean, I don't even till kind of the end, I guess. Um, fairman's is still around, but I'm, definitely not sponsored these days so well yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah i skated for fairman's forever i mean dave fairman specifically dave fairman was like that guy was so awesome and supportive and uh he is rad he works for the city of media now which is like uh, about 15 minutes from where my parents are and uh he's just a great dude you know he put a lot in there for skating and um, what's actually, what's pretty awesome is we, so about, I guess it was maybe a month ago. It was like when we turned Jake Wooten pro, we, um, pardon me. We went and interviewed Jamie Thomas and Chris Cole about Tom Asta. Cause we're working on this Tom Asta true grit that we'll have come out later on this year. Okay. And, uh, Jamie gave me my sponsor me tape from when I was 17 and inside of it, it had a note that Dave Fairman wrote him. And it was so awesome because Dave wrote that when I was 17, obviously never thought I would see it. And I have it downstairs at my house. And it was like the coolest thing ever. And it just made me go, God damn it. I love Dave Fairman. That's, you know, yeah, it was just super cool. I know uh, Clements used to write the little notes for us and send them with our tapes to companies and shit. Like it was like, 
it, it's, it's, it's just special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like the person like, hey, this is our guy. Like, we back him. Like, that's nice. I love that's it. Nice. Yeah. I love that. And then, uh, dude, going back to like your mom, like trying to encourage buying the used stuff. My mom was exactly the same way. And with like Tampa Am and Tampa Pro, it was like super easy to buy boards and, and shoes for like super cheap. Yeah. So my mom would always give me a couple hundred bucks to like come up and I and, and I would come home with just a stack of shit. Like Mickey Reyes would always sell me stuff. <laughs> like however much I wanted, like boards, wheels, and boards, wheels, and trucks, like boom, like out the door, like, like. And yes, I'd come, I'm completely with you. And like, dude, uh, like I remember like buying shoes from like Scott Conklin, like out of the back and, and like, uh, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm with you on the buying of used stuff. Like my mom was highly encouraging of that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it all gets expensive, man. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. But, um, so, uh, you said you were kind of like country bumpkin. So what, what, uh, like what skate park were you skating that, that got you in, in top contest shape to like be killing these contests when you started coming out? We had a, um, we had a skate park called borderline, um, that opened up probably around the time I was like 16. And, uh, I used to go skate there all the time and it was so much fun. Um, and yeah, I am also like, uh, this is why I'm like psyched about this golf habit that I'm forming. Um, I'm super, what's the right way to say? I'm just like, I'm nuts. So like when it comes to skating, it was like, I would go to the skate park and be like, okay, I'm going to go do this trick this many times and just go over and over and over. And I feel like that's transferred into golf and it's even worse because you're like, Oh, this doesn't hurt at all. Like you don't slam (laughs) even once on the fucking golf course. So I'll hit fucking tons of balls and just be like, yes, I want to get that again. You know, it's like, so, um, so yeah, I mean, back in the day I would go skate that borderline park all the time. And, uh, and I loved doing contests, man. It was so much fun. Like I just always enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, we were doing them around the same time. And, uh, yeah, dude, they were the greatest, man. Like, those times in, like, Costa Mesa and uh, Minnesota, Tampa, like, all that shit, man. Like, you know, it was, it was the glory days of our youth, man. <laughs> I still have, in my closet, I still have this Slayer t-shirt from one of the, like, I got it before, I got it at a show, before going to Damn Am. And I wore it and I think there might be photos, but dude, that shirt's from 2003. I still have it. So it's been a long ass time. And then, uh, and then you won damn am Minneapolis in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was graduating that year and I missed, I skipped prom so I could go out to that. And dude, that dude, I remember this weekend vividly. Like I was announcing the contest and skating in it. Um, you killed it. I mean, obviously you, uh, you qualified first place into the finals and then won the contest. There was no stopping you. Um, (laughs) that was, that was a fun one, man. Like that, that whole thing was just a cool experience. And 
that was the weekend where I met Alex White. And uh, do you remember watching Alex White skate there? Yes. Dude, she was like frontboarding the rail and slamming so hard. It was shocking. And uh, and now she's the Crux brand manager. So yeah. I, it was funny because I met her there and I hadn't seen her in, I don't even know how many years. And I was in, I was already working at Santa Cruz and I went to an REI that was like about 30 minutes from where I lived. And uh, I walk in and I'm like, uh, are you Alex White? And she was like, yes. And I was like, hey, you may not remember me. And it was insane. And we just fully like totally started connecting again and then like kept chatting and stuff. And then she was kind of like, uh, there was this crux job open. And I was like, yo, you should apply for this job. And she fully went for it and got the job. That's awesome. Which is so cool. Yeah. So, so uh, after winning that contest, do you remember like you got like the, the prize pack and it's like a skateboard sticking out of a backpack and you're wearing the backpack and you turn around really quick and you completely catch me on my eye with the skateboard attached to your backpack, cut me above the eye. I looked straight up like a boxer. Like they got cut in a boxing match, fully bleeding from my eye. And uh, I had to like announce best trick after that, I think, or like, like do something. We were still working and I'm just sitting there bleeding out my eye. Um, I have a photo of it. I'm going to like deep somewhere in a shoebox somewhere. I have the photo of us and I'm going to find it and it's going to be the top photo for when I post about this podcast. You know, what's funny is literally until you said that I would never have remembered that. I don't, I don't remember like so little from that whole weekend. Yeah. And at the moment you said that, I was like, holy shit. Yes. I remember that. Okay. So (laughs) a reason you may not remember much from that weekend is because I think it was also your first night drinking. No, no, no. I had drank, um, before, but I, I don't, I didn't drink much that weekend. Like I remember being like offered a beer after winning and being like, nah, I'm okay. Like, I don't even, I may have drank a little bit. No, nah, like I remember very minimal. Like, I won the contest. I just graduated high school. I don't think I've been drunk before. No, like, I had definitely been drunk because I drank for the first time in like middle school. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That was that, that was that like, uh, you know, young kids stealing liquor from the yeah, yeah. your friend's liquor cabinet thing, you know? Of course, of course. <laughs> so, all right. But I do remember we, we raged that night at that little bar by the skate park, like that family restaurant that turns into a yes. bar at night. Um, so you won that and you said you had just graduated uh, high school. And so uh, did you go like straight to college at that point? No, I, uh, I wanted to, I was like, oh no, I'm going to take a year off. I want to try to make it in skateboarding. Um, and you know, I didn't know how any of it worked. Um, and in my mind I was like, cool, I'll just like send out sponsor me tapes, whatever. And yeah, yeah. Like, and realistically I should have moved to California if I wanted to try to do it. And, uh, I did, that didn't even really compute, you know? And, uh, and this is also like before there was Instagram and all that shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. so getting like, I mean, you literally would just send out sponsor me tapes and you know that. And so uh, I just lived in Pennsylvania and I ended up tearing my ACL at a contest in Arizona. And after that, I had this conversation with uh, Rob Washburn, who 
worked. He still works for Bones. Yeah. Yeah. Rob's awesome. Yeah. And uh, he had like a very real conversation with me about it. And because I was like, oh, you know, trying to find a board sponsor and all that stuff. And he was like, honestly, dude, I think maybe you should go to college. And I was like, wow. And it like, it was a gut punch, you know? And it kind of like, yeah, dude, I, I don't think it's going to work out. Cause he was totally helping me out with bones and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so that was like, that was like your sponsor saying like, Hey dude. Yeah. Cause he had tried to get some boards for me, you know? And, uh, man, I was like so crushed and we got off the phone that day and I literally went online and applied for Westchester university. Like I think that night. And, uh, he hit me up later and was like, Hey man, I'm really sorry about that. I was a little harsh. And I was like, no, no, it's okay, dude. You were right. I applied for school. And, uh, and it was at the time it definitely, you know, like hurt my ego, but, but I also, I'm super thankful that that happened because so much from that moment onward, like changed my life. Like that conversation changed my life. And so I've always kind of taken this attitude with, with where I'm at in my job of like, you have to have those real kind of conversations with people, you know, because when you beat around the bush, it's like, it just kind of prolongs sort of this conversation that may never happen. And then people feeling let down or bummed, like, Oh, you should have said that. Oh, I didn't want to. It's like, just fucking say it. And, but say it in a nice way. And, uh, you know, it, I don't know. I just, I, it's funny. I called him years later. Cause I was, I think I was heading down to Santa Barbara and I just was like already working at NHS and stuff like that. But I called him and was like, Hey man, super random. Thank you for having that conversation. My whole life. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. Yeah. And you know, it, he was super rad about it. And yeah, I, I appreciate Rob Washburn a lot. Hell yeah. He was a good dude, but you, you did end up, uh, did you, did you go to college? Did you go to ASU? Did you go to Arizona or like, yes, okay. I went, I went to Westchester university for a year for psychology. And I was like, Oh my God, I got to get a master's if I want to do anything in this. And I was like, I don't want to go to school that long. And so I transferred to Arizona state, got my degree in secondary ed English. Um, and basically it was just like, I just want to be done school. And then Um, and then I had a short stint as, you know, a skating for world. And then, um, after that ended, my wife was pregnant with twins and I had to get a job. (laughs) And so it was like, I mean, you did go pro for world though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, I had like a three, I always say I had like a three year stint as like a super, uh, mediocre professional skateboarder. So um, and, and I'm perfectly good well. with that. Don't, don't sell yourself short, man. You're technical as hell. You're very talented and you still are. And I, I appreciate it. But I see, I see being video. on the other side of the desk, like being where I'm at, I yeah. see, you know, you just see things so differently. And so, sure. you know, I appreciate that I was able to do what I did because I got to travel and that was kind of always the goal. But, um, you know, I never, I personally don't feel like, after I tore my ACL, I don't feel like I ever skated up to my full potential, you know? Okay. But that's just, that's like uh, hindsight and becoming older and seeing, you know, seeing people really do it, you yeah. know, which is like the coolest thing ever. It's like the most inspiring thing to see skaters like really going for it, you know? 
but did you get a pro board with a flame boy graphic? No, I didn't. And that was, that was the worst part of it all (laughs) that I, I always wanted, I actually always wanted a wet willy graphic and they, (laughs) they cut it out before. And I was like, no. Oh, cause at the, at the time I probably would have thought it was like whack as hell, but looking back it like, now looking back on it like that would have been so rad because i'm i'm starting to like like see some world in, world reissues in shops and and they do they look awesome well it's kind of like i don't know about you but i saw those blind boards where they did like the reaper again and i was pumped yeah. i was like sick. Yeah. you know it's cheesy yeah, like, but uh, i'm cheesy so fuck it dude i was psyched man my boy jake alardi's first pro board first pro graphic is a reaper that is so amazing. I love that. Yes. And um, so uh, so you spent some time at Arizona State living in Tempe. Um, I was just actually in Tempe not too long, like a month ago. And uh, you ever been gone to the Tempe Tavern? I have not been to the Tempe Tavern. Wait, maybe I have. Uh, do you know it's what like the street is? Is it a weird little... building with like a pointy roof? I think so. And it's next to like a porno theater. And then, uh, I'm, I'm going to look it up like, on the map. It's a metal bar. It's like a metal bar. And, uh, they just have like the absolute greatest, like hamburger I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I, like, I like that. <laughs> I'm trying to see if this is the one dude, I think this is the one, uh, Yes, I have been there, and it is a funny little place. And I, yeah, um, I it was back when I was drinking, and I saw some dudes. And this is when I was like way into metal, and uh, I saw some motorcycle dudes, and they had a sh- their their um what's it called? Their patches said Devil's Own, and I was like, yeah, sick. And they were like, what the fuck did you just say? And I was like, I like your patches. <laughs> and, and like me, Mr. Like smiley and like all drunk and like, I like those. They were, they were very kind to me. And then these other dudes that were with them walked up and were like, Hey man, just don't ever say anything to a motorcycle group. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. I definitely won't. And, uh, we, we ended up <laughs> like closing the bar down. And, uh, at the time, um, like the Elwood team was there and I was like hanging out with like Roger Bagley and, couple other people and uh we ended up going outside and i had ridden my like my like bike to the bar to meet up with those guys because uh i lived right down the street yeah yeah and all of the motorcycle dudes were outside on their bikes like fully revving engines and the guys were staying at a hotel and so we threw my bike in the back of like the hotel shuttle because the guy's like man they look like they're gonna beat your ass and i was like i know <laughs> so the, the dude fully drove me home with my bike it was like but i know exactly what that place is yes yes dude <laughs> awesome and uh, also if you didn't know those blue banks that jeff raleigh skated and sorry they're gone now dude i know we went and looked for those not too long ago uh yeah dude i the went Pima I, banks yeah like i went to them and they're not there anymore <laughs> So sad. So, so um, sad. so you uh, you said your uh, your first industry job was w- was with NHS actually, and you're still with them, huh? Yeah, um, yeah. My uh, the first job 
was um, Santa Cruz. Yeah. Uh, as the brand manager. And um, I got super lucky. Yeah. Okay. It's been almost seven years next month. And then, um, so how did you get into like the announcing stuff and how did you get into like being like the on-air talent? Uh, so that one was random. I got asked to, um, announce a, <clears throat> it was like a kid's contest at Woodward West. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. Um, and they were like, oh, we'll pay you. And I was like, oh, sure. Sounds great. And, uh, I went <clears throat> and I announced and, um, at the time Mike Sinclair was, um, it was like, who was there? It was like Neil Hendricks and Mike Sinclair. And basically I announced and then Neil was like, Hey, I'm going to talk to do tour for you. And then Sinclair was like, I'm going to talk to X games for you. And I was like, okay. They were like, you did a really good job. And, uh, so then do tour, um, long story, long story long. I, we went to China for this Woodward thing. I did some announcing at the best trick contest and the guys from do tour were there and they were like, Hey, yeah, you should come and announce. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, so they literally brought me to Boston. I think it was my first one. And I was like live event. And I was kind of the rodeo clown. Like basically they were like, oh, there's a Mountain Dew thing that you have to do. Like, here's the, uh, what was it? It was like, you, you got to go have people balance Mountain Dew on their head and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Like I'm down for whatever. You're going to pay me to do this. This is crazy. Yeah. And uh so I did that. And then, um, I ended up, I ended up, I was working for ESPN at the time, just doing some writing for the website. Cause, uh, my buddy, Adam Salo was, he was like the editor for the skate site. And so he was hiring me to write some pieces and do some interviews and yeah, putting that, uh, putting that, Adam, uh, that college degree to work. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, he, I'm trying to think. So we went to street league, the first one in Arizona, like not the, not like the test event, but the first actual event. Yeah. And we were there, we were reporting on it. And afterwards, Brian Atlas, um, who was the dude at street league was like, Hey, if you guys have any feedback, let us know. And I was like, cool, no problem. And I just gave him my honest feedback. And the last piece of it was like, cause they only had Felix Arguez as the announcer. And I was like, you guys need a second announcer. And I was like, and I am more than happy to do it if you need somebody. And uh, <laughs> dude, I fully just put it out there, which is, I mean, kind of like, hey, go, go me. And it's been like 10 years now that I've been doing that with those guys or however many years. So they basically brought me in for the second stop and gave me a shot. And then I used that as leverage for do tour. And then here I am just chatting up a storm. There we go. There we go. So, geez, you got so many different jobs, so many different careers. You're a hard man to keep track of. <laughs> and uh, speaking of tracks, let's talk about the horse track and the Triple Crown because we got the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, the Preakness, the Big Hats, the Fancy Parties, the haughty, toddy, high society of America. And you can be right in on the action at Bet Online because this week, has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is right here, right now in the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the triple crown begins this weekend. So get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, 
and the UFC. So before the next knockout, strikeout, breakout, or shootout, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Yes. So uh, we were talking about Street League, how you got into that. And uh, but I want to talk a little bit more about your duties over at Santa Cruz, uh, the brand manager. And uh, like I said, you're still killing it because um, one of my jobs at the border is combing YouTube for all the skateboarding content and assigning <laughs> video to our skater profiles. So I, I watch, well, like the first like 30 to 45 seconds mostly because it's so many videos. I can't be watching every single video. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, let's see what Andrew's doing this week. Like, all right. And you're killing <laughs> it, dude. And not only that, but like, do you even know what size board you ride anymore? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I skate an 8.8, but Wait, um, yeah, I skate it. So we make this, um, you know, the coolest thing about, uh, being the brand manager is so they like to call us mini CEOs because we have multiple like responsibilities. We have like, um, financial responsibilities as far as budgeting and forecasting yeah. is concerned, but I'm also the product line manager and marketing and, uh, just kind of like a, a mix of things. And that board that I skate is an 8.8 .8, and it's basically this 8.8 .8 with a 14.25 wheelbase. And, you know, the coolest thing is being able to work with the gang internally and design these boards and then skate them all and find out like what I love and what I don't. I was skating this nine inch one that we made forever. Um, it felt like it was, I don't even know, like a year and a half. And, uh, but it has a 14.25 wheelbase. So yeah like you can swap those out. No problem. As long as the wheelbase is the same, you're golden, you know? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So we, uh, we do a lot of videos now, which has been really fun. Dude, you guys put out in it like a lot of content. So like good for you guys. Cause you guys are staying busy over there and you're obviously busy. Uh, so, uh, what, what, how much of your role goes or, uh, what is your role as far as like choosing the team and stuff? Like, is that, is that hands-on with you? And then, uh, like, because Pizzle is, like, the team manager, right? Yeah, so Eric is the team manager, um, Eric Palazzolo. Yes. And, I mean, it, the majority of it is all him, you know. Okay. Um, when, when I came in, I definitely was like, okay, we got to make some changes. And I was super hands-on. Um, and I, I'm trying to, like, I'm not, like, crazy hands-on, but at the same time, um, we pride ourselves on being a, you know, a family and, yeah. uh, that has kind of continued to grow over the years. And so we just make sure that everybody understands like that we're all in this together. And so, you know, we have a, like kind of a policy with like myself and Eric and the team riders where it's like, Hey, if you can't, if something's going on with Eric, call me, if something's going on with me, call Eric, like, don't feel weird about stuff nothing's taboo to talk about like money, you know, it's like all those things. We don't want people to have a, we don't want people to feel uncomfortable. Like we don't want people to not know where they stand or yeah, be yeah, able to yeah. talk about these things. Cause you only get one career, you know? So, sure. um, so I mean, 
you know, I'm still definitely involved with the team stuff. Um, but thankfully, you know, Eric is awesome and he handles so much of, he handles so much of that, a lot of marketing stuff. I mean, you know, we're all kind of wearing a lot of hats these days. Well, I mean, yeah. Cause, uh, Eric is like dealing with like the, the team team, but then he's still out like, uh, like even dealing with like that, um, the minion squad. Yeah. And it's yeah. like 10 little 10, like kids under the age of 12. And he's like running that whole show too. And that, I mean, that can't be easy. Like, it's, might- well, what's crazy is they're all getting so big now. Cause we filmed that show. It feels like almost two years ago. It's not, but yeah, um, it's like, dude, it's so crazy. All those kids are like getting huge and they rip like, it's so great. It's just- it was, it was uh real awesome uh, to see our, our Florida kid, uh, little Zion F's like kind of break out of that, of, of that crew. And like, kind of, he's like kind of becoming a little star on the internet stuff. Dude, now. he's awesome. He's he dude, like, great. He grew over last summer. He, they went and did that, uh, that Zion show. Yeah. And I saw they drove through Arizona on Halloween. And so, I mean, you know, those guys like Zion is such a nice kid. His little brother's super nice. His dad's awesome. Yes. And, uh, I brought my kids to the skate park and they were all just like, so in love with Zion. Like he is the coolest kid ever. And it was that, like that session that I got to skate with him. I was like, wow, that he's there, you know? And it's, it's it's cool. It like happens almost overnight, you know? And it's crazy to think like this but like he's like an attraction at our like uh like at our local events when he shows up like it's a big deal man now that's like, so cool kids they're skating their their these little kids are like skating their first contests and they immediately recognize zion from all the stuff on youtube from woodward and uh just from you know the santa cruz stuff from that from his now like his own tv show that and youtube channel that he started and dude it's insane like i've seen like I've seen like 10 year old kids freak out because Zion <laughs> showed up to a skate park. Like that's the coolest thing. And, and dude, the kid is just like being real casual. And is is I love his, his homie Noah. Yeah. Uh, he's so sick too. That kid has got such good style and like a couple, he had a couple tricks in the death wish video that were like really sick. So it's good to see him like kind of getting taken care of and, and like, in another world, like, like, cause that crew is like hard to break into and like to see like a little kid, like they're like when, but when they back a little kid, they fully back the little kid. So it's good. Yeah. It's good to see that. It it's fun, man. I'm when we, <clears throat> we kind of, that whole minions thing, we were sort of just like, man, we're in this moment where we have all these amazing young skaters. And you know, when, when you look at, social media and stuff like that. It's like, dude, they're all, they're killing it, you know? And they are super important in the scope of like all the stuff that we're doing. And so we kind of were like, okay, this minions thing. And, uh, it was so much fun. Like we, we all talked about it afterwards and like everyone was exhausted. That trip was, I think it was a three or four day trip. Um, everyone was absolutely exhausted, but that was one of the most fun trips we had all done just like all the kids having so much fun getting to know each other. And for us, we're kind of like, man, the dream for that is the, the day we get to turn one of those kids pro. 
because then it's like, okay, they came in through this, like, you know, this younger group of skaters yeah, and then they turned am and then they turned pro and it's like, that's the coolest thing on the planet. And so I'm, I'm personally really excited for that day with Zion and with, with all of them, man, it's just going to be really cool and super special. You got your heart invested in it too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And that's, I mean, that's for better or for worse. That is definitely something that I feel. And I know Eric Palzolo feels and, you know, oh, Joe yeah. Perrin and kind of the whole gang is like, we are all just so, so stoked and fortunate to be doing what we're doing. And we're just, everyone's giving it everything they got, you know, and it's rad. All right. And then obviously from Tampa, I'm from Tampa. So, you know, has been a pleasure to see what you guys have done for my man, Jeremy Nibs, and just to see him like kind of emerge and like, just be given that opportunity to really, really shine and uh, to be given these opportunities that he's like fully deserved for such a long time. And when he was given the opportunity, man, like he, he, he sure like put it down and, and, and uh, made his stamp and, and dude, I was so psyched when, when uh, we actually got to do the deed and turn a pro and surprise him. And I just wanted to thank you for that because dude, that was like a shining moment in my career, like turning these kids, like turning that kid pro turn it, like helping turn, turn Jake Lardy pro like, dude, those are like, those are things that I'll remember because I never got to do that myself, you know? And dude, it was just like, it was sick. Thank you. I, I hated that. I wasn't able to be there that day. And it was just so cool, man. Like Jeremy, Jeremy is such a rad person, you know, and just, just been so crazy to see, you know, like you meet him and he's so, so calm and mellow. And then you get to know him and you're like, wow, what a cool, like what a genuinely cool, unique individual, you know, and then you hear about his backstory and there's just like, you, you there's so much. You can meet that kid for a little bit and then give you a hundred tries and you will never guess his background. No. Cause he's so nice and humble. And like, he just, he would never, you would never be like, wow, you've been through some shit, man. You know? Um, and then, <clears throat> you know, and then when he, when he told us about that, it was like, dude, you know, not cause here's the thing we are, there's like a fine line between trying to go, especially with all the YouTube shit. There's a fine line between trying to like exploit somebody and trying to tell somebody's story, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for us, because, because I can say confidently, all the people that I work with are all like, nobody's like, everyone cares so much about skating and about the riders and stuff like that. Like we don't have any weird people that are trying to like capitalize on like, like legitimately capitalize on somebody, you know, yeah. like we're, we're definitely trying to sell boards, but you know, we want all the riders to get royalties on their boards. So it's like, we want everyone to win in that end. But, um, you know, for us, we were so stoked to do that because we just knew that it was, it was, a it was going to be an opportunity for people who had lived a life that, you know, maybe wasn't, you know, picture perfect or yeah. to be able to connect with him and be like, holy shit, this guy made it. I can, 
make it, or I could get out of this situation or whatever. And so, man, I mean, I'm just looking at right now. It's like that video has got over half a million. It's like 600,000 plus views. And it's so cool that so many people took the time to watch and learn more about Jeremy. And it's like so many people have come up to me afterwards. And, you know, I know Jeremy gets tons of messages and it's just like, they're just so like, man, what a great guy, you know? And that's, that's what you can only hope for. I'll tell you this. So my, my father-in-law has met Jeremy like being at my house and like being at random, random stuff. So, uh, he, he called me and was like, Hey, this Jeremy Nibs kid, that's your friend. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, this video just popped up like in my like suggested feed. Cause I've, I've like watched a couple skate videos and like watched a couple videos that you're in, but this video about Jeremy Nibs popped up and, and the, the, the title kind of caught my eye. So I, I clicked on it and started watching it and, and dude, I just couldn't help but feel like I had met this kid before. And, and then halfway through you show up. So I'm like, Oh, I have met this kid before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, like, dude, you're like, you got to an audience of people that like, don't really know. Like you, you like that video made it out there to people that wouldn't normally see skateboarding videos like that. And dude, like you did such, you guys did such a great job. And uh, like, you could definitely tell that like, you guys definitely weren't coming at it like exploitatively and it was out of respect. And you could just see like some of the times where you could tell Jeremy, like really didn't want to keep talking. Sometimes you could tell like he, he was done talking. And then there was a time that he's just like, all right, I got to stop talking. Like I'm done right now. Like, but like, just to see all that stuff, like, like, I learned things about Jeremy. I know the kid almost his whole life. And there was a lot that I learned about him watching that. So just to show you guys. That's so cool, man. That's just to so show cool. you guys how deep you guys went and, and how much you guys got out of him. Like I've known him almost his whole life. I didn't get all of that out of him. Like. That's rad. That's cool. So, yeah. Dude. He's, he's such a great dude. And uh, I, I, I remember. So the same way, like Zion, um, you know, there's like a moment where you're like, there you go. You know, like that's it. Um, I I met Jeremy the first time when he was young, like watching him at, you know, Tampa contests and damn ams. And then I remember I went to, uh, Soltec back when they had the park. And I remember Nibs came in with like a couple people and dude, he just destroyed the park, like destroyed it. And I was like, Jesus, God, this kid is good. And, uh, and then like, you know, when we got his footage and, um, when he started getting Santa Cruz boards, I was like, he's so good, but it's not like you'd watch him at a skate park and go, that dude moves like water, you know, like he's, he's like next level. And then some like more SF footage started coming in and you could really see like the way he would skate at a skate park and just his comfort and the way he like moved really started to shine. And it was like, there it is. That's, that's it, you know, cause I mean, well, dude, I, I like watching him grind rails too and stuff like that, but that's not what makes Jeremy special. You know I yeah. mean? It's special that he can do that too. But like what makes Jeremy special is literally like the way he like rides on a skateboard and his comfort is like, it's unbelievable. Yes. And, um, dude, like 
like like you said about like his footage and stuff like that like jeremy started to look awesome when he got put in the right spots to shine. Totally. so totally. I, i've and i've always said like the santa cruz travel budget must be gnarly as shit because <laughs> you guys get you guys get after it man like and and it's not just little like you know a couple guys hopping in a van like you guys are running like your team is huge. So you're running like full team, which is like 10 guys plus staff. Uh, so you probably run in two vans, right? And then you're running it depends. Like two week minimum, like international tours. Like, uh, and dude, that like, I just love to see, uh, my friends riding horses in Argentina pretty much. Yeah. It's like, so great. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you know what it is, man? It's this, it's, there's like, uh, not to sound like overly corny, but like, there's, there's like an optimal window of time to be on the road. And there's like, there's a point at which everyone's too tired, but there's also a point at which you're like, well, I'm not flying over the ocean for five days. You know, like if you're not yeah. like working an event or skating in a contest. So sure. we just try to like, we try to keep it as, um, I don't know. We want to, we just don't want everyone to burn out and be bummed, you know, cause yeah, so yeah, much yeah. of it is trying to make sure that in the process, everyone can enjoy the experience because, you know, and, and we're really, we always talk about this, but like, dude, it will end someday. Like yeah. not everybody can be a pro skater forever. So we want to make sure that when people go on the road, they're able to enjoy themselves, you know, and yeah, have fun and, and see stuff. You know, you're on the road for two and a half weeks. You skate for hard for three days, and then you go to a waterfall. Then exactly. You skate, you skate for three, hard for three days, and then you go ride horses. Then you, yep. you know, skate for three days, and then you go on the nature hike. And then, like, dude, how could you be mad at that? Like, dude, like, dude, you guys are showing these these guys like the time of their lives, man. I'm so so happy to, to see like people I know that I came up with like getting these opportunities, man. So good on you. Thanks, man. We're, we're yeah. super lucky. I mean, you know, the, there's so many cool things about like working for NHS, but a huge part of it is that it's still privately owned, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's owned by Richard Novak still. And so it's, it's awesome because sort of the time that rich built, you know, Santa Cruz and Indy and stuff like that, like you talk to him and he's in his seventies, but he's always like, yeah, take care of the fucking riders. Like, and he says it like that, you know, cause he's kind of like this, he's this awesome, awesome dude. And he's all for taking care of your people and whether yeah. that's your employees or your riders or whatever. And it's just like, when that's kind of the mentality from the top down, um, it's like, yeah, we got to take care of our people, you know? And dude, real cool. Also to see like Fabiana come up. Cause we were, we were, you know, running the, the grind for life contest in Florida and the local contest scene, we see her and, and uh, Pedro uh, always at the contest and they always killed it, man. And so to see like those two get to go pro together with like a joint effort between two board companies was like, that was really sick to see too. That was a fun, that was like a really special day, you know? And I agree, man. I mean, Pedro is super awesome. I'm a huge fan and Fabi is again, just like, just such a special skateboarder, you know, we kind of have this, uh, when we're like trying to look out for team riders, um, one thing that we always try to keep in mind is 
imagine if you were watching an old trans world video that didn't have the names in the montage and you watched a trick of somebody, would you be able to pick them out of a, like, would you be able to go, Oh, that was Jeremy Nibs or, Oh, that was. And so that's a huge piece of like, does, should this person be on the team or not is like, could you pick them out of a lineup? You know, because that's such a huge part of it is like, if you can't recognize a skater and you're not like, they're awesome for this reason or that reason, you know, and like Fabiana prime example, like just some of the coolest style, you know, and not, not just like, Oh, some of the coolest style for a woman, like just some of the coolest style, you know, she just rules. She's charges everything. It's amazing. And, and also like, uh, she's smart as hell too. Like you can fully have a conversation with her. Like, She's with it. Like she's, she knows her sharp. shit for sure. Yeah. She's sharp, man. She's on her shit. And, and, uh, yeah, she's cool as hell. And so is her brother and is, is awesome just to see all that. Just awesome to see all the people you guys have turned pro recently. I've been a fan of it. Um, thanks, dude. Yeah, man. Just like what you guys have done with your team. And, uh, cause like, dude, Santa Cruz has been around forever. And I think we can both agree that, you know, there's been some times where the team was like, super fucking super super awesome and there was times when it maybe you know wasn't as, as was awesome. interesting was it was interesting but but <laughs> you guys, but santa cruz was always like switching it up and trying like like you got like you know let's see if alex carolino and ted DeGroe will work you know yeah like, like fuck let's put lee smith back on and see what the hell happens like that's uh, actually one of the coolest things about santa cruz is because it's been around for so long and because it has literally been so many different things, it, <clears throat> aside from the fact that I think that you shouldn't have kind of carbon copies of people on a team because it just gets, it gets boring, you know, and yeah. uh, you don't want to watch a video with like the same exact person over and over. Um, the, it, because we have so many people that have been interested in the brand and found the brand at like, you know, the eighties or the nineties or early two thousands or whatever. It's like, we can have a super tech skater. We can have rad transition skaters. We can have, we can have a huge mix of everything. And we have to have a huge mix of everything because the brand has always been such a, like, not at the same time, has it been a mix of everything, but over its history, it has had this interesting mix, you know? Yeah. So it makes it really fun, man dude hell yeah and then um so let's talk about some fun stuff we've been talking about uh work let's talk about our leisure activity specifically one leisure activity that you have recently discovered and of course i'm talking about golf uh let's talk about golf for a second um what brought what finally brought you into the true sport of kings you know what my uh my parents loved golf growing up and they would take me out and uh I just never, they, so I'm thankful because my parents gave me a foundation with like a swing and stuff like that. So it wasn't like I had no clue what I was doing, Um, but I just, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it is something you literally just have to work at over and over and over and over. And It's, it's very, very similar to skateboarding in that just like you're practicing for hours upon end to perfect a like three second motion. 
And the, and the funniest thing is like, you may feel it that day. And then you go back the next day and you're like, wait, what happened? Yeah. It's, but it is exactly like skateboarding. And I, the, the, the difference is you don't fall. You don't slam, you lose a ball. Who gives a shit? It's like, I feel like, uh, I'm so I've always, I've always mentally kind of had this thing where I've been really scared to, I'm really into progress. And so like, if I'm not learning tricks and still trying to push skating, like it's not as fun to me, you know? Um, and it doesn't mean I won't skateboard, but I still really like to like try new tricks and learn shit. And I have been somewhat scared of that for a while of being like, there's going to be a point where I can't learn more stuff because my body just probably can't handle it or I don't know, whatever. Um, and so I've been like, what's the next thing to kind of get me through the rest of my life, you know? Cause I mean, as much as I, you know, it's super cool to see people skating when they're in their fifties and sixties and stuff like that. Like the way that I skateboard, who knows if I'll, if I'll be doing that or not. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'll always skate, but I just want to have something that I can progress at. And so I kind of got into like triathlon stuff and the community wasn't really like, I remember you were into that for a while. And yeah, and I'm I'm still, I'm going to train for this Ironman in November, but it probably will be like the last one I do. Um, but it's, it's like super fun, but from like a, you just can't like progressing, you have to do so much training and it's crazy. And I just want to cross the finish line as a goal. And, uh, so golf is like, dude, it's so not taxing on your body the same way. And it's hard and it's fun. We'll never be done progressing. Yeah. It's so sick. I love it. So so my, yeah, I, my parents came out and visited, um, in January and I was like, let's go golf while you guys are here. And so my dad had set me up with some old clubs a while ago and I had a bag and stuff and I just never went and played. And I went in January and I was like, dude, this is so much fun. I was like, I'm going to go play when you guys leave. Cause there's a bunch of cheap executive courses around me. And I mean, golf in Arizona is pretty inexpensive. So, um, I started going and playing and going to the range. And then I got a little range pass at a place down the street. And then I got a, like a, it's like a seasonal pass, um, for the summer. And it was like super inexpensive. And dude, I go play nine at lunch, like all the time because I can blaze through it in like one hour. And Um, cause it's an executive course. Awesome. Yeah, I played somewhere in Scottsdale last time I was there. I can't remember. It was probably fancy. It was a little course. No, it was a little course. It was a it was a it was a little mini course. It was an executive course. I'm just excited because I feel like it's something that I can do when I travel now as a way to yeah. like see stuff. And like I got a bag. I'm going to New Orleans this weekend, and I was like, I'm just why not? So I stuck around on Monday and I'm just going to take a work day, like a, a day off. And I got a tea time for like 10 AM and I fly out at like 6 PM that night. So I was like, perfect. That sounds like so much fun. It's like 40 bucks, you know, and I'm flying Southwest. So the bags for is free. And dude, uh, I actually, uh, like way back when, um, when Nike SB first started the first time they were at ASR, they, uh, took, pretty much the entire skate industry and, and uh, rented Tory Pines. That's insane. And we got to like, so I always get to tell people that I played Tory Pines where, <laughs> where, 
where Tiger won the U.S. Open. Like, and they're like, whoa, how the hell did you play Torrey Pines? And I was like, don't worry about that. Just know that I played it. Like, So have you been playing forever? Um, I played a little bit when I was a kid because my dad would, t- would take me to play. But, I mean, it would be like a once a year thing, once or twice a year thing. Like maybe if my mom and my sisters went out of town, me and my dad would go play golf. That's then, pretty uh, Um, And then when I went to college, I went to USF and we had the USF golf course across the, like I could, I could look at the golf course from the parking lot of my dorm. So uh, I skipped a lot of class and played golf instead. (laughs) Uh, Actually, because they, they did it. They had a deal. If you were a a student, $50 a month, $50 a month for all you could golf. That's awesome at the USF golf course and I could walk to it from my dorm. So I did that a lot and, and forgot. I, I actually signed up for a golf class and would skip it to go play golf. <laughs> but I didn't want to go to the range. I wanted to play on the course and they weren't playing on the course. So I skipped the class and I had to, I had to drop the class because I skipped it too many times. You, I had to drop golf because I was playing golf. <laughs> that's pretty amazing but that's my life man i i I never did things the easy way (laughs) you know uh, you're doing it you're doing it and that's what matters but dude you're out in arizona so you have to go you have to go to the uh, waste management open in scottsdale i've actually been to it um because Uh, we have a family friend who is a pga golfer um you know who sean o'hare is uh yeah 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 so he um he married like a family friend of ours and I went out when I was in college and I remember just being like, this is insane. Yeah. It was like full happy Gilmore. Oh yeah. It was awesome. My wife, my, uh, that's the only, uh, tournament or anything golf related. My wife wants to have any part of. So uh, when, when you guys come out, we'll all go and then we'll go play golf and it'll be super fun. Hell yeah. And also you need to bring your clubs to Tampa. Um, because it looks like we have dates for Tampa pro. Yep. Yep. Uh, so dude, let's all get vaccinated so we can be together at Tampa pro in October, uh, celebrate being together again. Finally. I know I've already got both my shots, so I'm good. Oh, I was just waiting to make sure like we all did, everybody didn't like turn into zombies. And this was actually like the prequel to Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, um, I know that that's been like such a controversy and obviously, Hey, it may, everyone can make their own choices on that end, but. Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm going like, to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not like anti, I'm not like anti. I'm just kind of like, uh, let, let's, you know, cause like, I, you know, just want to see. <laughs> yeah, of course. Cause you're like, uh, what's going to happen. I'm you like, know? I'm, Cause I'm just curious. Cause it's like, it's a brand new form of a virus. It's a brand new vaccine. Like, you know, there could be some error and it turns out like, you know, a very, you know very, what, very small percentage are getting blood clots on that one. And like, I'm not like, I'm not claiming I'm an, I'm educated like on all of the, you know, ins and outs of, of all the vaccines, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer, but I know that yeah. like they're, they're now allowing Americans to travel to Europe. Uh, if you've been vaccinated, that's so, sick. um, definitely want to start traveling again. So I'm definitely going to be doing it soon. I, I just, you know, just want you to know what I think sure. super interesting about it though, is because I understand where you're coming from on that. Like 
yeah, man, we don't know what's going on. Like, you know, usually vaccines take a little longer and yeah, but the one thing I keep going back to is I'm sitting here right now talking to you and I have AirPods in my ears. So I have Bluetooth going through my brain and I keep a fucking cell phone in my pocket that's connected to the, you know, like, that's just like waves oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I understand that. Yes. The vaccine could get you in some capacity, but I'm like, dude, I'm running some risks, you know, with all these things like that. We don't yeah. know the long-term <laughs> effects of. So I'm like, you know what? I mean, fuck it. I want to go do some traveling again, you know? All right. You convinced me. <laughs> no, do, do you don't even have to, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's no, what no, I no. laugh about when people talk about the microchips, though, because I'm like, dude, most of those people are tweeting that shit out on a cell phone, like on an iPhone. I'm like, oh, OK, OK, they're yeah, not tracking like, you. They already you know move. where they already know where you're at. Exactly. And they don't care. <laughs> no, just like uh, like uh, like uh, last time I was in California, like a month ago, like um, I took my mask off for like one second on the uh on the bus from where you, uh, I turned in my rental car and was on like the little bus to the terminal, take off my mask for like one second to like, take a drink, put my drink down for like five seconds. And this, this, this mom is like on me, like, Hey, could you put your mask back on? And, and then I just, I just look at her and like take another really big drink of my water. And she was just like, Oh, you were drinking. I'm so sorry. Like I, I didn't really mean anything by it. Like, uh, uh and i'm just she's just like we're vaccinated like uh." (laughs) it's it's just funny because it's like on one hand you've got like you know a woman who's like hey can you please put your mask on and then you know there'd be somebody else who's like hell yeah brother keep that shit off like it's like just this like weird we're living in such an interesting moment and uh you know i I think the most like for me personally the most important thing in all of this is just kind of like Hey, I don't want to get it or give it to anybody. I'll wear a mask. If you don't want to wear one, that's okay. I'm just going to try to stay six feet away from you. Like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like in all of it, I've just been like, okay, well, it's important to be able to make choices for yourself or, you know, (laughs) I don't know. It's interesting. I I don't know what the right answer is, but I'm going to get the shot. My wifey wants, wants to get them. So we're going to get them. But um, yeah. So we're at that point in this conversation where it's kind of trailing on. So I'm going to pretend we are at Tampa Am 2002 right now. And in my best contest voice, I'm going to go, and that right there is, uh, that's going to be time for Andrew Cannon. Put your hands together for Andrew. Uh, He kind of blew that run, but don't worry. He's got another run coming because don't, because remember it's two one minute runs, best run counts. And that, was the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body, and this was Andrew Cannon. And Andrew, I fucking love you, man. I miss you. I can't wait to see you. Um, all that good stuff. Be sure to bring your clubs to Tampa. Uh, I'll, you ever seen an alligator? I have. Yes, they're terrifying. Right. Well, dude, I'll I'll put you real close to some alligators on the <laughs> golf course, man. That sounds horrible. Oh, no, no, no. They're tame because they're so used to human interaction that they just kind of chill. Like, I'll take that. All right. I've, I'm down. I've hit an alligator with my ball before. <laughs> Chubs. 
ex- I, I usually go into that story, but I still have both my hands, so I can't tell it properly. But <laughs> I will say I was on one side of the water and on the other side, like about it was like a hundred yard, a hundred yards of water. And on the other side of the water, an alligator was sunbathing. And I completely like it was like 140 yards to the green. And I completely sculled it. And the ball flew about one foot above the water for the entire length of the water hazard. And dude hit the alligator with some force and bounced backwards into the water. And of course I was like, yo, do I get a drop? Like, like, uh, is that a penalty? And the dude was like, yeah, that's a stroke dog. Like you're in the water. Like, (laughs) so that's amazing, you know, but it's all good because we're going to see each other soon. I think the end is near. I'm very, very positive for the future of skateboarding, of skateboarding events, of brand managing, because we've just (laughs) learned about the ins and outs of that today. And, uh, dude, Andrew, once again, thank you so much. We'll see you in public next time. And, uh, man, that was the border podcast. This is Scotty, the body. I love you, Andrew, and see you guys out there next time. Feeling symptoms that bit me. I feel for you victims with everything up in me. My head's